Good morning. Before we get into the Bible Reading Plan podcast, I wanted to give a disclaimer that this podcast was recorded before the coronavirus pandemic. Since then, we have changed our rhythms of gathering, and any announcements during this podcast may be incorrect. So for any announcements or logistics mentioned in this podcast, please double check against the website, victorypoint.org. Thanks. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Hey, good morning and happy Wednesday. It is Wednesday the 25th, and I'm here with Carissa, and we are back in the Bible Reading Plan podcast. And today, we're going to be reading Romans 8, verses 6 through 11. Um, So I'll go ahead and read uh, this one um, in the NRSV. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But if you are not in the flesh, if you are in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you, sorry, but you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, Though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. So you said you wanted to read this in a different translation. Yeah. So Eugene Peterson, um, I want to read it from his translation, The Message. And this is really good because Romans, I mean, we've been doing uh, some Romans passages the last few weeks. It's really thick. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's some thick stuff. It's really good if you can just sit down with it and really focus. Um, but it can be kind of hard to understand. So yeah, I'm glad I feel that... like I'm wading through jello when I read Romans. <laughs> but it's so good. Yeah. But, so uh, it's, it's good not to miss this stuff. So I'm glad that. So you said you wanted to read The Message? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to read a little bit beyond uh, chapter ele- or verse 11. Because why not? Because <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obs- oh, there's that spirit again. Yeah, yep. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. But if God has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. 
But for you who welcome him in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. Um, I think this is where the the next verse starts. I don't know. This doesn't have the verses in it. Yeah, just keep going. Keep going. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is and He and we know who we are father and children, and we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. (laughs) Thank you for reading that translation. So why do you like that translation so much? So it's it's easier for me to understand. And I, I, he just, if you ever watch a video of Eugene Peterson, I just love him. Uh-huh. Like him ta- talking about the Psalms with yep. with you too, with yeah, Bono. Bono. Yeah, oh, it's I've the seen best. That. Yeah. Um, if you haven't gets... seen that, you guys should just like go on YouTube and search Bono and Eugene Peterson. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's so awesome. He's so passionate. And yeah, he just seems like a great guy. And then you can tell he's, he's excited about this. We don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that that's way easier for me to translate into something that I can understand yep. in my head than uh, what the NIV did. Yes. Well, I'm sure they were very smart, passionate people uh-huh. too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the language that's in the NRSV or like the traditional translations we read, when we read flesh and spirit, it can almost lead to a little bit of a dualism. Like, okay, I've got my body, flesh, yes. you know, and this is so bad. I'm mm-hmm. so bad, but there's something God put inside of me that's so good. And that's what's going to resurrect. And this, who I am and all this stuff is just, is uh, bad and shameful and guilty. But that's not really what Paul intends. He's not a dualist at all. And even though this passage sounds like it, uh, Paul deeply believes, I mean, he even talks about it in this passage that um, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. The fact that our whole selves are redeemed, our whole bodies are redeemed, even the mortal part of our bodies is redeemed somehow in the resurrection. Um, So he's not a dualist to say, oh, we've got these bad bodies that are going to go away someday and they're going to be replaced with just spirit people, you know. So that's not what uh, Paul intends, but that's what it's so easy to read into, which doesn't really translate into good news for me, where I'm like, oh, I've got this flesh and I just can't get over it. Thank God that he put something good inside me. Otherwise, I'd be just totally, utterly lost and useless, right? right. But Eugene Peterson, the way he talks about it as basically like my old self, like I've got like this old self and like self-focused mentality. When I just focus on myself, it just leads to death. And I can understand that to go, okay, there's this old me that's dying 
And I have a temptation to focus just on myself and that story and just continue to be the old self that I've always been. Or I have the opportunity to embrace something new God is bringing to life in me, to, to focus on God and my relationship with him, to be brought to life in Jesus. And I don't have to focus on my old life anymore. I'm brought to life new, that there's a new life that God has for me. Is that kind of like what, I don't know, for me, it's yeah, like the- I love the, that. I love the, that. It, it's good news to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other is kind of like, oh, I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm not all that great. It's very self-deprecating. Yeah, I know. Like Self-centered. God, like we'd, we'd be worthless except that God loves us so much that despite how awful and horrid we are, he, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, which is a twisting of the truth, right? There's like, there's this aspect where, yes, God took us, saved a wretch like me, which is like really strong language, <laughs> but he took us and he redeemed our whole selves, right? Um, when we needed re- redemption, when we were his enemies. But to like, to state it like that doesn't come across as good news to us. Whereas Eugene Peterson, I think really breathes some life, mm, some life nice. into it. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, he breathes life into the dead, you know, what, what could have been a dead translation. I think he helps that uh, come to life. So is there a part in there that you're most drawn to in that, in Eugene Peterson's mm. version? Like what part do you read that where you're like, uh, man, that's really where it's at for me. So that, that first thing, those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, Yeah, but they never get around to exercising it in real life. So I, I picture someone who's who's really focused on what is the right, like the law, who's yeah. living under the law and not living in freedom and joy and love and peace, yeah. right? They're, yep. they're more interested in sin management and, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta, and, and that can quickly become uh, very dark and mm-hmm. because yep. we can't, like Paul says, we can't do that. That doesn't work. It doesn't work for Paul, right? Yep. So Are you understand what I Definitely. Have you experienced that kind of stuff? What, um, like the the sin management, uh, you know, yes. law focused on my oh, own measurements yeah. of success, morality. I, I want to say, so I'm like midlife right now, right? I want to say the, the first, this is more black and white than it, than it literally is. But I, the first half of my life, I think I really focused on sin management. Yeah. And it, it produced a lot of anxiety in me. Um, it would, I saw myself as the way you were talking about, oh, I'm this kind of worthless. I, I can never get it right. And I need, um, I, yeah, I was obsessed with measuring my own moral muscle, but in that I didn't get around to exercise it in real life, mm-hmm. like embracing the, the love part of the, of the freedom that we're offered. Yeah, I'm thinking of a song right now, um, which is why I'm turning aside to my computer. Um, it's a song I referenced yesterday in my message. I'm saying yesterday because it will be, well, actually, what is it? Were we talking about Wednesday now? So on Sunday when I preached, I'm preaching this Sunday. Sorry. Um, I referenced uh, Thrive. We've got kind of this time overlap thing that makes things. Um, but in the bridge um where is it um oh 
I'm always close, but I'm never enough. I'm always in line, but I'm never in love. Oh. Right? Like those are those oh. are two powerful lyrics, right? Like yeah. I'm always close. Like oh, I'm almost there. I'm like that feeling of of trying to get it, trying to get it right. And I'm almost there. If I just get over this thing, if I just cut this out of my life, if I just try a little bit harder, if I just get into a new relationship or a new pattern in my life, if I just read the Bible more or whatever, I'm all always close, but I'm never enough. I'm never enough for it. Mm. You know, I never feel like enough. Um, and I'm always in line, but never in love. I'm always just waiting and waiting and waiting, but not like actually experiencing love, just like waiting for it, you know, waiting to experience love. Or maybe just like uh, the, the psalmist, Psalm 130 yesterday with like, I'm just, I'm waiting for the Lord. My soul waits for that forgiveness, but not actually experiencing it, you know? And um, I don't know that when you, when you're talking about your story, that's what it made me think of. Like, um, like never quite feeling like, you're enough mm-hmm. and uh, always feeling like you had to do better or do the right thing or whatever. Um, but that changed for you at some point, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you kind of, you, you know, a bit of my story. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of my story, yeah. um, but we don't have time for that. In yeah. I know. It's, a, it's a long story. <laughs> so suffice it to say um, this passage kind of came true for you mm-hmm. in a yeah. lot of different ways. Yeah. Unlocked some things when you realized that um, God actually loves you and that he uh, he's redeemed you and restored you and that um, there's freedom in that. Like the passage talks about there's freedom in Christ. There's joy and in, in life and in, in love and light in Christ that you experience that goes way beyond what any law or rules or morals could have done for you. Uh, and it was a gift. That you mm-hmm. kind of got opened up to, and it take breaking some mental strongholds and moving away from certain patterns of thinking, but uh, but you've you've kind of been able to start putting that off and be embracing like oh there's a new creation in me that God's doing. Mm-hmm. And I hope I haven't like overstated. No, you. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, um, yeah. Thanks for reading this passage with me. There's so much more we could talk about, even just in this passage, and so much more of your story we could be mining, or my story. Uh, suffice it to say, um, it's good to know that, that God has rescued us from being self-centered, relying on ourselves, rescued us from that um, endless uh, striving, striving to, to get word. there, mm-hmm. to, to try to arrive, um, endless traveling without ever arriving. And he's, he's brought the good news to us in Jesus. So it's good news for all of us today. So I hope that blesses you guys for today. Um, Tomorrow, we're going to be joining back uh, together for John 11, verses 1 through 45. Um, This is another awesome passage, so I'm excited to dive into it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.